0: Welcome to Guitar Heavy Media Podcast. In this episode, I'll be talking about my visit to NAMM 2020. And I'll go over a couple of guitars that I think are worth mentioning and give you guys some clips of an interview I had with Guild Guitars and Podry Smith Guitars. By the way, head over to my Instagram page to see these guitars that I'll be discussing in this show. I'll try my best to describe them here, but on my page I provide some videos of these beauties as well. Also, don't forget to follow Guitar Heavy Media on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Let's plug in. So if you don't know what NAM is and what it stands for, it's the National Association of Music Merchants, which was founded in 1909. Anything you can think of of what is associated with the music industry and the music business is here, to simply put. Picture multiple dealers for each instrument that you can think of, plus audio technology, live performances, social media seminars, and much more. It's a convention for distributors, affiliates, and companies to interact with one another, and for me, and what we are concerned about, is the amount of guitars that you can play and see under one roof. Now I can talk about all the different things I saw and who I ran into. Well, it's worth a mention, I did run into uh, Dagan from PMTD UK, which was cool. But let's jump into the guitars. I first went into the Guild Guitars room, and right away my eyes locked onto a white hollow body guitar with two forte holes. Well, F holes. I just wanted to sound fancy. The room was crowded, but I managed to squeeze by and get my hands on it. It was the A150 Savoy Special in Snowcrest White, with a price tag of 1600 Here's Dylan of Guild Guitars, who was kind enough to share to us the specs. This is Dylan with Guild. Uh, we were looking at a
1: an A150 Savoy, which is in the Snowcrest White, which is basically kind of like the new Guild Artist Series. Um, it's got a spruce top with spruce bracing, so it has a very acoustic quality to it. It's got maple body, and then it's all finished in white. It has the old school acrylic pick guard, and it has an updated DeArmond. A floating pickup on it, which has individual um, coils, which you can raise to the to whatever height you need of your string to be. Um, it's fully bound, the body, the f holes, and the headstock, and it comes with gold hardware. And it also has mother of pearl inlay, so it's not the the um, pearloid or plastic. It, it's uh, it's definitely an upgraded version of the other Savoy. And yeah, it's just a killer jazz box. This bridge right here is very interesting. You guys went with wood, huh? The yeah, it's old school. Uh, it is pinned down, so it isn't floating. That way, it won't scrape the top of the body. Right, right. But it isn't like drilled in, and there's no, there's no like sound block or anything underneath it. It is fully hollow. Right. So acoustically, it, it is an excellent instrument. But when you amplify it, it's even, it's huge.
0: It sounds great. I can't wait to try it out. Yeah. <laughs> <I> yeah. <did. laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <coughs> I have to say the Guild guitar staff was the most friendliest and patient out of all the guitar companies that were there. At least the ones I visited. And I went to the Fender showroom, Charvel and Gretsch, Gibson of course, and ESP and Taylor. On my second day there, I had to go back and visit this guitar again. And one of the staff members who was cool uh, let me go in the back and plug in, and it sounded amazing. The neck feels great. I'm surprised at the price tag on this one as well. I would expect a bit more of something... 2,000, maybe 3,000 plus range for this guitar. So this is definitely going on my list of guitars to get. I tried to go check out Chapman guitars, but they were all gone by the time I had gotten there, which I was so bummed about. But I did run into Hannah Bolton, who was a super cool artist who I met a couple years ago at the Chapman guitar section uh, back in Nam. was at uh, 2018, which she does a lot of collaborative work for Chapman guitars the Anderton's channel on YouTube, and of course, uh, Rabia Asad. Check out her YouTube channel. Anywho, let's jump into our interview with Jim of Paul Reed Smith. Now, I went on two days, one on Friday, which was brief because of work and life responsibilities, and on Sunday, which I felt the crowd on Sunday had shifted to a more spectator crowd rather than a dealer business crowd, if you will. So the vibe of the staff of the showroom for each showroom was, well, they seem exhausted, and rightfully so. So I felt really lucky to have a conversation of, with Jim of PRS Guitars to give us some specs on two gorgeous models, which the first guitar is a double cutaway with a finish that resembles that of some extraterrestrial planet. The burst starts with a dark wine red that fades with a light segue of yellow into a bluish gray with gold hardware and a rosewood fingerboard with two mini silver toggle switches that sit between the volume and tone knob. The main toggle switch is located behind the bridge next to the lower main knob. Here's Jim of PRS. Hi, how are you? Doing great, <laughs> Pretty
2: fantastic. That's a 35th anniversary custom 24. This is our 35th anniversary year. so That's a celebration of, of what we do.
0: And then, um, you can describe a little more like the wood and some some of the specs on this
2: guitar? So we pulled some uh, features from Paul's original guitars from pre-factory times and uh, it's kind of a culmination of many years of the Custom 24 all in the one. So it's got a, fig- a figured maple top, tent top, mahogany back, mahogany neck, and an East Indian Rosewood fretboard. And then if you notice, we went back to the old school birds is what we call them. Right. The original birds. And then the small eagle on the headstock, which was like a pre-factory sign- signifier before he put his name on the headstock.
0: Got it. And then we have some, um, some toggle switches over here, uh, the little, little silver
2: ones. Yeah, it essentially um, splits the coils. Okay. So th- those are four single-coil pickups. Got it. So it's a volume, a tone, a three-way, and then the two mini toggles split the coils, and it's that electronic setting is what's on what we call Paul's guitar okay which is his model and it's a feature set he likes so we decided that let's combine the feature the electronic feature set he loves with the original PRS Custom 24
0: awesome and then do you guys find this to be to work better than a kind of like bass one like switch and kind of like just pushing
2: everyone has their thing this right. is this is our thing you know what i mean we like many toggles amazing. and yeah
0: cool and then out of all these guitars here which uh, one would
2: you choose probably the hollow body 594 oh.
0: Yeah, that so one's that one. That one the yeah, the blue, one. yeah, the blue one actually oh, cool. down there. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right, cool. I got some shots on that. One. Yeah, it's a um, do you luxuriant if, piece. Cool. Uh, do you, do you mind if we uh, talk about that one a little? Sure, bit? it's fine. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's a body 594. Uh, kind of melded. It's a combination of two different models for us. So it's a combination of a McCarty 594 and a Holabody two. So the scale, the reason it's a 594 is that's the scale length. It's 24.594 inches. Got it. And it has the vintage inspired feature set of the McCarty 594. Nice. nice. So two-piece bridge and bound neck, old school birds.
0: It's beautiful. And what's the price tag on this one?
2: Uh, that is probably close to 5500 or so. 100. Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood.
0: And the one that we were just talking about earlier. Uh, right
2: that back? version, probably right around 4,300 or so in that neighborhood. Okay, Got
0: to start saving up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, anything you want to share uh, to some of the listeners about what you experienced here uh, during Nam 2020?
2: Oh uh, Yeah, we had a fantastic show. Probably the best of our career. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was just great to see people, extend relationships, you know.
0: What stood out from this year rather than the other ones? Maybe the
2: energy? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Cool, cool. And do you feel like like in the whole guitar world of stuff, things are like growing, um, things are spearheading? Uh, cause we have a lot of new makers in, out in the market. Uh, any insight on what, what you see or what you gather from kind of like that?
2: Uh, I would say it, there, it's definitely growing, it seems like. We've grown 60% in the last three years, so if that's any indicator, there you have it, I guess. Cool.
0: Thank you so much for uh, speaking with us. My pleasure. (coughs) The second guitar that Jim was talking about is another cutaway with two F-holes. With a light sky blue burst with streaks of white and navy blue with silver hardware with two volume intone amps and this time the toggle switch is located on the upper horn of the guitar like a Les Paul. Speaking of Les Pauls, I didn't get any interviews with the Gibson team. I did play and plug in, well... Quite a list here, so let me read them off to you. I tried a 1963 Firebird V with Maestro Vibola Voss with its vintage sunburst and 1959 ES-335, sorry, ES-355 reissue stop bar VOS in its vintage natural finish. And a 60th anniversary 1960 Les Paul standard V1 Voss Antiquity Burst, and these were all a part of the historic collection, by the way. The ones I just mentioned, and a Eds Sra 1275. I get I didn't get the specs on this one. I know I failed. Sorry. Also, I tried uh, some acoustics, a pre-war SJ200 Rosewood Vintage Burst, along with some other SJ200s uh, from their custom shop. And lastly, a es three four five sixties Cherry, which is my favorite to play out of all of these. So this one takes the crown out of all the guitars from the Gibson showroom. And when you're playing all these guitars, I did get a bit overwhelmed, but you know you found a special one when you find yourself just lost with just one for much longer periods of time than you had spent with the others. So I kept gravitating back to this ES-345. The neck was, uh, it was big. It was big, and it was not too chunky, like a 58 Les Paul, but it, it felt great. It, it was a, a little, maybe, it was it was slightly smaller than the 1958 Neck Les Paul, the one that I discussed in episode one, but it, it had a nice feel to it. The pickup sounded great. Uh, yeah, great guitar. If you're curious on how these gifting guitars look like, I'll have them posted on my Instagram page. The showroom was cool and maybe the most busiest. They had a guitar luthier doing the traditional body binding of canvas to rope and wrap around the uh, guitar so the glue settles in nice and snug. Um, I'll post a video of this on the Instagram page. This section also included live performances and a section of amps with headphones to try out the guitars, which I thought was cool. The Fender showroom was a lot quieter because there was no amps to plug in and felt more like a museum, which was a nice transition because most showrooms had a lot going on. All the same, it would have been great to plug and play. They had very interesting looking guitars from their custom shop on display that you couldn't touch, but they did have some other guitars that you can pick up. For example, they had some from their Ultra series, and I love the American Ultra Telecaster with this arctic pearl finish with a rosewood fingerboard with two ultra noiseless pickups and a modern D profile neck. Oddly enough, the one that caught my eye the most out of the custom shop was the Western Spirit Tele Relic with artwork by Dave Newman, master built by Greg Fessler. The description reads, Relic WLS Top Cack Finish, two-piece select alder body, maple neck with 60 styles, oval C back shape, WLS, neck finish with a 9.50 uh, radius, uh, hand-wound 63 Tele pickup, one-ply guard, 60- 63 vintage-style bridge, vintage-style tuning machines equipped with a bone nut, comes with a deluxe and strap with a certificate. This was up for auction and I will have a picture on this one on my Facebook page and Instagram profile. I finally got a chance to try some De Angelico guitars. I'm a huge fan of my ES-335, so I was really looking forward on trying their semi-hollow and fully hollow body guitars. I tried a premier one, which was white with a stair-step tailpiece, and it had pearl inlays with silver hardware with a cream binding around the whole guitar, and from my understanding, these run around the $800 mark, and it played really well. For that price tag, with all its flair, this one is worth looking into if you're are shopping for a semi-hollow body guitar. I also tried a fully hollow Excel exl one model. It had a natural finish with gold hardware and it was quite a treat to sit and play and plug into. A guitar that really took me by surprise and took me back to my years was the EVH Destroyer, which I lightly touch upon in episode 3. And this guitar had the same impressions to other people that I have. It was like seeing an old action figure that ties back into a lot of sentimental value. Some people were saying, I can't believe this is right here in front of me, even though it is a replica guitar. So that, that was really special. I I just picked it up and I was in awe. I didn't get a chance to plug it in. That's what I really wanted to. The, the room was crowded and it, it seemed like it would have just taken forever for um, me to get next to an amp and plug it in but uh, I'm looking forward to hearing how it actually sounds. Well, I could ramble on about every aspect of what I saw and experience, and I did plan to keep this into a short episode, but my number one guitar out of all these that I played is the Guild's A150 Savoy. I can't stop thinking about it. And the staff at the Guild Guitar Showroom were the best with providing great customer service and they seem to be a great fan of what they do. Next time, I hope to manage to get you guys some sound clips, but I guess I just have to sell my car and buy them all so we can get them here in the studio. (laughs) Well, that's a wrap on Nam 2020. Again, uh, this show... Uh, the Nam show was located here in Anaheim, California, and I'm looking forward to the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in, and stay guitar heavy. Guitar Heavy Media is presented by Modern Vintage Radio, which is a podcast company with a produced slate of shows and also provides podcast education and services to help others to do the same. Find out more at modernvintageradio.com. Drumming tracks by Eddie Malaga. All other music is performed and composed by me and my artist profile, The Full Suns. Audio production and editing also done by me. Thank you again for tuning in.